you can't know what being engaged in the season that you're in mm-hmm. now is going to equal for your passion when you're able to pursue it in another season. Yeah. You, you can't know that. So if that's true, then why not make the most of that? Yeah. Unless you're completely closed off to any kind of learning opportunity or any kind of, I, I call it like gathering opportunities because we're, our subconscious is constantly gathering things to be used in our art. Yeah. And unless we're completely closed off to that possibility, then we can use every season to make our art richer. Yeah. I also feel very strongly about that. I can tell. (laughs) Hey, Rachel. Hey, Ben. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. I'm a little tired. We've been staying up a little too late. Yeah. Yeah, it's been one of those weeks. Yep. It's crazy how just, you know, lack of sleep really affects everything. Yeah. Everything hinges on sleep. Your attitude, your ability to handle children. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Your creative energy. Yeah. Crazy. But things are going really well right now. We, uh, your parents. Mm Mm-hmm. Took the kids for the weekend. Yeah, all six of them. They're pretty brave. I feel like I always give this disclaimer, but we love our kids, but we also love it when we get a little bit of a break from them from time to time. Yeah. So. I mean, every parent needs a break from their kids every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. Whoever says they don't, they're lying. That's right. (laughs) Lying through your teeth. No, it's it's nice though. So they're going to have fun with grandma and grandpa or nanny and poppy as they call them. Mm -hmm. And we are going to enjoy a nice relaxing weekend. Well, we'll probably nap the whole time. No, no. (laughs) You got plans for us? Maybe. Okay, good. Well, today we are talking about pursuing your passion in seasons. And I wanted to come at this from two different angles. Um, From the first perspective, I think about those times when, when you're pursuing your passion, you're actively pursuing it, but because of your circumstances, you're not able to pursue it exactly the way that you would ideally like to be doing it. Mm -hmm. And so it's frustrating. And sometimes you end up getting ahead of yourself and, you know, getting, getting too involved and it's not sustainable, or sometimes maybe you're holding back a lot when really you could be spending more time on it. Um, and, and so I want to talk a little bit about that. And then the other perspective I wanted to hit on was the perspective of, you know, what about when you're in a season where you actually can't actively pursue your passion or maybe just now is just not the right time. And a lot of people in that situation um, kind of feel like, well, I guess, I guess my time pursuing this passion is done, you know, like I'm not going to get another opportunity for this. It can feel like that's just going to be it. And so I want to talk about why that's not necessarily the case. Um, And also some things that we can do to shift our mindset to, um, to help us feel a little bit more fulfillment and excitement about a season where we're not able to pursue our passion. Mm -hmm. So 
what I thought, what I thought I would do in, in this episode is going to be a little bit more conversational. Mm-hmm. What I thought I would do first, um, because in the years before we were married and in the years since, um, the, uh, as, as we've been married, we've gone through different seasons. We've had some kind of trade-offs. And so, uh, so I feel like our story really lends itself well to this topic. So I thought I'd go ahead and let each of us kind of tell the story of our passion and the seasons mm-hmm. in which we were pursuing those passions. So do you want to go first? No, you can go. All right. So for me, music has always been a really important thing. I would say, I would say first and foremost, I'm an artist because I, I really like many different forms of artistic expression, um, creating uh, or expressing my creativity. But music is, has been the primary focus of that. And when I was about 13 or 14 years old, um, well, and even before that, I was, I was playing the piano a little bit. But when I was about 13 or 14, I picked up the guitar and I started to actually write music. And it became this way for me to, um, I, I didn't have a really difficult time articulating the things that I was feeling and experiencing, but it was like there was something deeper there that I wanted to communicate. And music was my way of doing that. And early on, I got, a, I got a lot of affirmation as I started writing songs and sharing them with people. You know, a lot of people said, You're, this is really great. It, this really seems like it's something you should be doing. Around that same time, I was also getting involved in my uh, youth group worship team. And I started playing and leading out every once in a while. And then mm-hmm. the, the main worship leader there was training me. And uh, again, a lot of people in that, camp were saying, Hey, you really have a gift for this. This is something you should be doing. And so music felt more to me like, uh, it, it felt more to me than just a fun thing that I got to do, but it really felt like a calling, like this is what I was made to do. Mm-hmm. And so, so I treated it that way. Now, as in my young adult life, I wasn't very responsible with finances. I also didn't know very much about building an audience. I didn't understand all of the work that goes into really making something like that successful. I was pretty idealistic. Mm-hmm. And my, you know, my idealism um, actually lasted into later adulthood, even in some ways it manifested itself. But because of that, I didn't treat it with the same kind of seriousness that I might nowadays. Mm-hmm. And, and because of that, it didn't really get the legs that it needed to be a passion that was sustainable for me. But I'll, I'll talk more about that later. But I, even as a young adult, you know, going to college, having a job and trying to pursue music, um, I was juggling all of that stuff and, and kind of haphazardly trying to uh, do more and more with music. But I just, I loved it. I loved everything about it. And then uh, when you and I met, I mean, you didn't like me at first. Yeah. But once I grew on you and we decided we were going to spend the rest of our lives together, you were also a musician and it just made sense. It was like, well, we should do music together. Yeah. And so we started doing music together. And so it was, 
it, it was just this really prominent thing um, for us. We we formed a band, and we went through a couple of different iterations of our band until we got to what I would consider was the the best form of it, where we had our drummer Barrett, who's a a fantastic drummer, and Sean. Mm-hmm. And and those were I, like looking back, if I were thinking nostalgically, I would call those that the, I would call that the golden age of the band. <laughs> yeah, things were really fun, and we were we were playing, we were getting busier each year. Mm-hmm. But or also around that same time when we when we really started to when we it, it really seemed like just as we were starting to get our feet under us as a band. Um, we also started our family. We started having kids Mm -hmm. and my idealism, you know, kicked in again. And I was thinking, oh, we, you know, we got this, we, we can do this. We can, we can do a band and we can have uh, kids and, you know, like we'll bring the kids along with us on tour and it'll be, it'll be fine. And, uh, you know, there's, there are so many other variables that were in play, but as, the years went on as our family grew, you know, we're up to six now. Yeah. And as our, as our family grew, the band just started getting slower. We, we just weren't playing as much. And, and, and until eventually we didn't have, there, there were times when we had nothing on our calendar. Well, and I don't think it was necessarily like an intentional thing. And no. people, it wasn't that people weren't calling us. It was that we were so busy that it was really, really hard to keep up with all of that. Well, and and what does happen though is when you say no, you can't do things, or right. if the, people if don't the ask terms, again. If the terms don't work, you know, because we we were saying, well, we needed to bring our be able to bring our kids along with us, and and this is again, I I always look back at the idealism mm-hmm, part of it mm-hmm. because I think about how in my idealism. I wasn't being realistic about what people would be willing to do to have us out as a band, you know, the value that we were providing versus, and, and so I, I wasn't thinking about those things. And so I had expectations that ultimately let me down because, uh, because I didn't have a realistic idea of how that would play out. Mm-hmm. But when you, you know, when you say no, or when they can't meet your terms, eventually they stop, they stop calling and they stop scheduling you and they stop having you out. And so we, we got slower and slower and, and I found myself in this position where I was like, we need to rally again. You know, we need to, we need to try to make this happen. And there were a couple of bouts of that. And each time what ended up happening was things got really tense at home. Mm-hmm. Things got really shaky with uh, either my business or uh, whatever job I was. Uh, I was usually working in a church, mm-hmm. and, and and each time it, it was just bad news. It ended up not going well, mm-hmm. and the reality that I finally had to accept. That was, and it was really difficult for me, but I just, I had to be honest with myself and say, I am a father of six young kids. I have a responsibility to take care of them. And 
I love music. I'm never, I'm never going to stop writing songs um, or even performing them wherever I can, but I can't depend on that right now. That, mm-hmm. that can't be my focus because it's not going to, it's not going to support my family. And, um, and, and this, is, this is also kind of where there was a little bit of a trade-off for us because another thing that was going on that was making things kind of tense was when, when I stepped down from a regular job, from a, a regular income, you were still working full time. Mm-hmm. And, and so I was, you had told me, oh, you know, you can, you can try to make money doing web and graphic design stuff. And then the band will make some money and eventually I'll be able to step out of this. But it, it, we didn't set any deadlines or anything nope. like that. And that just kind of went on indefinitely. In the meanwhile, you had this passion, mm-hmm. this thing that you really wanted to do that you felt like, like was your calling in life that you weren't able to pursue because you were waiting for this other thing to happen that in, in the circumstances that we were in really couldn't. Mm-hmm. So why don't you talk about that? Yeah. Um, I mean, I've always had an affinity for music. I, I love music. Um, and I believe that I was made to do music as well, but, but the thing that I feel most passionately about is being a writer and so, I, I mean, I went to school, I got a journalism degree and that's what my full-time job was. I produced a newspaper every single month, wrote all of the stories, edited everything, laid it all out. You know, it was, it was me. I was kind of the lone show and was pretty miserable in that job for, I think I was there, what, nine years? Yeah. And when you quit your job to pursue the music, I think you and all of the guys quit their jobs. And I was the only one who was left with a full-time job. And we were, you know, we were traveling pretty much probably like three weekends out of four in a month. And we were taking long tour trips and all kinds of stuff. And I was still trying to work full-time and still trying to be a mother. And it was so, it was so much pressure and so much, I mean, I felt like I was going to explode, you know, Yeah. because not only was there just so much pressure to get things done and to do well at everything. Cause I'm, I'm one of the perfectionist types, you know, like I have to do everything well, but I also was not finding fulfillment in what it was that I was pursuing. But I mean, but besides the music and the music for me was a little bit, um, disappointing because it almost felt like that dream had betrayed me, you know, mm. because it, it wasn't quite as easy to do on the side because I had so many other full-time things that I was doing, you know, like just juggling the mother part and juggling the, the job that I hated part, you know, like it was just, it was a really, really tough season for me. Um, and I think what ended up happening is whenever we had our twins, I was so overwhelmed because, you know, welcoming two babies at a time is a really, really tough thing to do. And they were in the NICU for like, uh, 20 days. And that was really, really tough. And I knew for me, writing is a healing thing. And so I knew that I needed to do that because I could not make it out of that season without writing. And so I came to you and I said, you know what, I don't, I don't know what this is going to look like, but I really, really need to find some time to write. We started setting aside like 15 minutes a day for me to just like 
No kids were allowed to bother me. You know, I could sit in my bed, I could sit in my wing chair, whatever, and just write for 15 minutes. And it had to be a season where that was good enough, you know, and, and it was, it was kind of like a small peek into my dream. Yeah. Um, and so I, I kind of carried on that way for a while. And then I, I ended up losing my job, which was probably, probably the best thing that could have happened, honestly, even though it was like super scary and yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I still stress every we, now and then. What did we end up, uh, well, we'd been saving money for a car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For a while. And, and you used it all on expense on like monthly. <laughs> yeah. We, well, we, we just, my work hadn't caught up. My, my business hadn't caught up with our budget needs at that point. Yeah. When, when your job, uh, when you were let go. Right. Yeah. So, so then I was able to actually, for the first time, pretty much the first time in, in our marriage and probably my life, because even in college, I wasn't writing. I, I, I mean, I was in all writing intensive classes, but I wasn't writing as much as I am now. Yeah. So for the first time in my life, I was able to pursue that dream. And I mean, I feel so much different now. I feel like a much healthier person. I feel like a much happier person for sure. Or I guess you would say joyful. Yeah. And so it, it was really as difficult as it was for me to um, step away from the the passion and, and the pursuit of music for now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we're going to talk uh, in a little bit, we're going to talk about more specifically that season and, and the mindset and what it looks like to step away from something. But But something that's really helped is seeing how much healthier our family is and how much healthier you are and how much more fulfilled you are. Mm-hmm. And I know you get frustrated sometimes talking about how, you know, like you, you're putting your writing out there and, and sometimes it just feels like you're invisible. Yeah. And I, I also know, you know, it's, it's a really, it's a long game. The way that you're putting yourself out there Um, it takes a while to get traction, Mm -hmm. especially, especially when you're writing stuff that's not like a need to have, it's a nice to have. Right. But, but you, you know, if, if you ever worry about, oh, well, I'm not making any money doing this, I'm not getting the kind of results I want to see from that. The more valuable piece of you being able to pursue your passion is the fulfillment that you have and the way that it makes you a healthier person and how that translates into our family life. Yeah. I mean, that's, definitely. that's worth far more than whatever you might be able to make with that same amount of time doing some other job. Yeah. Yeah. So the, those things help. I want to, I want to go ahead and get into that side of things when you are in a, when you're in a season where you just can't, because of your circumstances, you can't pursue that passion. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, sometimes you may even feel like, you know, I, I'm, maybe I could, but I'm not willing to settle for a lesser version of it. Or maybe I could right now, but there's just something in my gut telling me that right now is not the right time. And I honestly feel like at any given time, I have a mix of all three going on with the music. Mm -hmm. Um, because what I'd really love to be doing is I would love to be playing regularly. 
well, that's doing doing shows two or maybe even three nights a week with a with a family with kids who are in school. Yeah, that sounds exhausting to me. It's it, it's it's definitely not something that would be sustainable at this point in our lives because everything just takes so much energy. Mm-hmm. Um, so there there's a lot of difficulty there, and and I'm not willing to settle for. Well, why don't you just instead of playing shows and stuff, why don't you just do something online or why don't you just release music? And if I'm going to if I'm going to do it, I really want to do it right. So there there's that aspect of it. But there's also kind of this feeling of, you know, now just doesn't feel like the right time. Whatever I whatever I could be doing cuz I've I've gotten to a place with my business where I can make enough money and I've got enough time left over that I'm able to invest in other things. So this show is one of those things. I'm, in, I'm investing in this show. I'm investing my time. You know, eventually we're going to be putting out courses and we're going to, uh, we're going to be putting out materials that are, uh, that are going to help folks work through some of their own struggles and, and this time that we're putting in up front, you know, talking about these things, we want to, we want to help people now. We want to provide value. But, you know, this is, this is an investment. I could be using this time to do music. Mm-hmm. I, I spend about six hours a week doing the Sean West podcast. Mm-hmm. I could be using that time for music. You know, so there's, there's not necessarily a shortage of time for me to pursue that dream, but it's, I wouldn't be able to pursue it the way that I really would like to. I think this is where you and I differ, though, because for me, I feel like one of the biggest excuses I hear from other parents who are trying to get a career started in writing. I mean, people write me all the time and are like, I don't understand how you get so many words done in a week. And the thing is, I didn't start there. You know, I mean, I started with 15 minutes a day. Yeah, that's it. 15 minutes a day. You can get up 15 minutes earlier in a morning before your kids get up and do something that you love to do. Yeah. And, and I will get to that. So, oh, okay. Sorry. So, I feel really passionately about that. No. And I totally, I totally agree with you. If I was actively working toward pursuing my passion of music, I would, I would make time for it doing things that didn't look like the final version of it. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm in a season right now, and this this kind of goes back to the gut feeling. I'm in a season right right now where in my gut I just know this is not the time mm-hmm. to to actively pursue that. There there are other things that I need to be building and focusing on right now. And part of what helps me, and and so we'll talk about next. We're going to talk about what it looks like when you're actively pursuing something, but you're not in a situation where you can do it the way that you ideally would like to do it. So one of, one of the things that keeps me sane or that, or that helps, that helps me in this season where I'm not able to actively pursue music is that I still stay plugged into music. It's not very public facing. I mean, not, not nearly so much so as these other things that I'm doing, you know, so I'm not, I'm not trying to build an audience. I'm not trying to grow a brand. I'm not trying to do any of those things, but I'm doing the very basic things to kind of keep those embers glowing. 
you know, I'm still still writing songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I still sit down and record things every once in a while. I I get ideas and I put on my voice memo recorder and I and I just play and and capture those. And I could share those publicly and I could put that stuff out there, but again, one, I don't feel like this is the season to do that and two, I don't want to try to build something right now that I'm I'm not able to build. You know that I that I can't see through to its uh, ideal version. Yeah. So if you're if you're in that situation, my encouragement to you would be: what you see is something that you're very passionate about, and that you're having to leave behind. You're not necessarily leaving behind. You're just in a season, and seasons change. Mm-hmm. And 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 eventually, one day. And, and who can say when, but one day your season will change again and, and it might bring back to you this possibility of, of pursuing that thing that you're most passionate about. You know, spend, spend what time you can keeping those embers glowing. Don't, don't let it die out completely. Don't cut it off and, and say, well, I guess I'm done with that for now. Or I, I, or I guess I'm done with that forever. You know, don't, don't, act like that part of your life is over. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't, don't let the absence of you being able to pursue that keep you from doing the things now that are meaningful that will bring you joy and fulfillment. Yeah. And so for me, this show, being able to talk about the things that we talk about, um, is hu- it, it's huge. At, at my core, mu- and this is even greater than music, I want to I want to share from my experiences things that will help other people that will that will make their lives better. Mm-hmm. And so podcasting is a great way to do that. I get to use a microphone, so that's kind of like music, right? <laughs> I get to edit audio a little bit before I send it off to Aaron. So I get to do some of those same things, but really the the at the core of who I am, what I get to do right now fulfills what I'm really about. Even if music doesn't get to do that right now. Yeah. Here's the other thing I want to say though, is that whenever we go through these seasons where um, maybe we're not pursuing our passion the way that we would like to pursue it or the way that looks ideal for us. So for example, when I was stuck in a job for nine years that I really didn't like, the experiences from that, the emotions that came out of that, um, the the struggle that came from trying to balance being a good parent and being a good employee and being a good, you know, bass player and and a singer and all of those things that that was fuel for what I get to do now in in writing, you know, because I use a lot of those stories in what I tell now, I I teach people how to pursue their passion in the small spaces, you know? And, and so there is no season that's wasted and, and maybe that can provide hope for us as we're going through those seasons that, that just don't look like what we want them to look like. Yeah. The, the things that you're going through right now, the season that you're in is filled with richness, with, with experiences and skills that you can develop and people that you can meet. I mean, 
you, you can't, you can't know what being engaged in the season that you're in Mm -hmm. now is going to equal for your passion when you're able to pursue it in another season. Yeah. You, You can't know that. So if that's true, then why not make the most of that? Yeah. Unless you're completely closed off to any kind of learning opportunity or any kind of I, I call it like gathering opportunities because we're our subconscious is constantly gathering things to be used in our art. Yeah. And unless we're completely closed off to that possibility, then we can use every season to make our art richer. Yeah. I also feel very strongly about that. I can tell. <laughs> so the other perspective that I wanted to to talk about is the perspective of being in a place where you are actively pursuing your passion, but you feel frustrated or, or, or maybe things, it feels like it's really hard or you you feel like things are um, kind of falling apart in other areas of your life because you're, you're trying so hard to make it look the way that you think it should. You're trying Mm -hmm. to make it look like the ideal version of pursuing your passion. And, and so I wanted to talk about that a little bit. And I feel like what you shared in your experience, Rachel, really lends itself to this because there was a time when, uh, like you said, you were, you were working a full-time job, you know, being a mother, still being involved in the band. Um, but you, you really wanted to write mm-hmm. and, and, and even though we, you know, we had to carve out those 15 minutes surely you could have done more than that. And, and so I'm kind of curious to know, like, why did you limit yourself during that time? And how did you make yourself okay with that? Well, I think I limited it because I felt bad that, you know, like I was working a job all day where I didn't get to see the kids. And then I would come home and, um, you know, we'd spend the typical time together at dinner and and have baths and the nighttime routine and all of that. And then you know, at the worst part of the day when they're getting out of their bed 10,000 times, I was closing myself in a room and writing, you know? And so part of it for me was like, I don't want to leave Ben on his own for longer than 15 minutes because for me, like I would, I would find that really, um, exhausting, I guess, if I were the parent who was left with the wildlings when (laughs) they didn't want to go to bed. Um, so that was part of it, but, but I was also extremely determined to get as much as I could get done in that amount of time. Yeah. So the, the constraint, I guess, in, in that sense was good. I definitely wouldn't want for you to feel like the constraint had to depend on, you know, whether, whether I was okay. Cause I, I don't want you to feel guilty. Like, oh, I'm doing this at the expense of Ben's sanity because he's, trying to juggle all of these kids and I'm sitting here writing. But on the other side of it, it wouldn't have been appropriate during that time for you to try to spend three hours a day writing because of the circumstances that we were in. Right. And so I think what you're experiencing today with your writing looks a lot more like your ideal Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, so you're, you're spending what, about five or six hours a day? I mean, I spend about three hours writing and the rest is kind of business and that, that stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, but, but you're spending three hours a day writing plus you're also able to spend some time 
working on social media stuff, promoting your writing, yeah. submitting articles, submitting yeah, manuscripts, I submit a all lot. of that, that stuff. Takes, yeah. So that picture of what you're doing right now, in order for you to have been able to get there, you had to go through a season where you weren't doing that version of it. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think for many people who, even when you first lost your job, you know, mm-hmm. you didn't, you didn't just dive right in. There was kind of, there was kind of this buffer zone where you were testing the water still and we were trying to see how it was going to work out with our schedule. Mm-hmm. And so it was, it was, there was a little bit of a gradual fading into what it looks like today. Yeah. I think a lot of people, when they set out to pursue their passion, maybe there's some, you know, catalyst moment where they lose a job or or they quit a job or something shifts in their circumstances and they feel like they're doing their passion a disservice if they don't just dive in mm-hmm. and, and go for it completely. And that's kind of the, the message that the world has for us, but we actually protect our passion. We, we, we make it more sustainable when we're mindful of what we're able to do in the season that we're in. Yeah. And you know what? I feel like having the constraints and everything, I, I feel like this last year has been spent on mastering my productivity. And, you know, like I, I hear from writers who have trouble writing, um, you know, a couple hundred thousand words in a year. And I mean, I, I've reached a, a couple hundred thousand in a month, you know, because I was honed on that 15 minutes a day. You know, like you have to, you have to use your time wisely whenever you only have a certain amount of time that you can pursue that passion. And I feel like that's the gift that constraints has given me. Like I have, I have a focus that I did did not have in a full-time job whenever I was working eight hours a day for somebody else, you know? Yeah. And and what you're describing is all the more reason to embrace the season that you're in. Mm-hmm. And so, so it's not just, okay, I'm going to tolerate these circumstances because even though I, I want to do more and you kind of have this begrudging attitude. And I won't say that I don't ever have that. Like there are times that I really do long for more time, sure. you know, but, but I think if, if we can approach it with, you know, more of a positive mindset, which is honestly not my forte, you know, (laughs) I tend to be the, the one, I mean, you're the one who kind of puts me in my place a lot of the time. Well, the, the question, the question that you want to ask is, I mean, first, let me back up here because I want to drive this point home. I want to make sure, because it's really important. You have to be realistic about the, the circumstances that you're in right now, the amount of the amount of value that you're able to produce, like how much, how much your time is actually worth, Mm -hmm. um, how much you're actually able to invest. So you, you definitely shouldn't just go off and and start pursuing your passion. Well, let me say this. If you, if you want it to be sustainable, if this is something that you really want to be doing in the long term, you're going to have a difficult time if you go out after it and you don't have something in place to support you. So in your case, Rachel, mm-hmm. um, you're the reason you're able to spend the time that you spend on that is because that time 
we don't depend on that time for our finances. Right, right. But if that, if that weren't the case, we couldn't sustain that indefinitely. And your long-term ability to pursue your passion would right, suffer. Right, right, exactly. So, so it's important, it's important to look at the reality of your situation. And, and then once you can come to terms with that, once you can name it and call it what it is, Mm-hmm. You can say, okay, this is the season that I'm in. And in this season, this is what I'm able to do to take, t- to take steps toward what will ultimately be the ideal version of pursuing my passion. This is what I can do today. And, and once you've determined that, the question that you want to ask yourself is, how can I make the most of this season for what it is? And so with your constraint of only writing for 15 minutes, that was, that was the question that you asked. And the answer to that, the thing that you were able to learn from that season has served you so well mm-hmm. in the season that you're in now. Yeah. And I think I would add here too that it, um, it really does take practice to not only be able to be okay with the season that you're in, but also be able to create in little short time bursts, you know, um, because I, I feel like there's always, even if we're working a full-time job, even if we have a big family, I feel like there's always some kind of time where you can pursue your passion. Um, but it's definitely going to take focus and it's going to take consistency and just a dedication to pursuing that in those margins. Yeah. And that's not an easy thing to do. The guide that we're offering, how to get a weekly guilt-free work block. When we talk about a work block, I mean, that's, that can be different for, for different people. I think you're up to an hour and a half where you can, or even more than that, where you can actually focus and be productive and working that whole time. For some people, they don't even, they haven't developed the skill yet of being able to focus for that long. But if they had 15 minutes of uninterrupted time, um, that would that would be really meaningful. Mm-hmm. And even though 15 minutes doesn't feel like a lot of time, this is this was actually in an episode of uh, the Sean West podcast recently. We were talking about surprising lessons on business from nature. Hmm. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, one of the analogies that actually started that conversation was uh, somebody had written in and was talking about a tree stump. And they were looking at the tree stump and looking at the individual rings. And oh, yeah, you told me about the that. individual rings weren't so impressive just in and of themselves. But when you actually back out and you look at the, the stump and you see the pattern, it, you know, it's like, one, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. All of those rings together and, and it, it's, it just makes for a beautiful image. But then two, like that's a tree. Mm-hmm. that's a, that, that was a tree, you know? So, so those, those little rings, those little 15 minutes, those little short bursts may seem insignificant. They may seem like you're not really making a lot of progress, but many of those added up over time will get you closer to where you'd like to be. Yeah. And, and if that's the season that you're in, that's okay. Yep. And I just want to speak real quick to the parents because um, parenting is exhausting. I mean, 
Our kids have the ability to drain us of every ounce of creative energy and, you know, every good thought that's in our minds. But I feel like if we, even if we're giving our passion 10 or 15 minutes a day, I feel like we're setting ourselves up for even greater success as parents. We owe it to ourselves to give ourselves that time. Yeah. I really do feel that. I, I can't, I can't even tell you how many, I mean, I look back at those journals where I was writing for 15 minutes a day and there's so many, I mean, writing, I guess is different than other things, but there are so many memories in those, you know, some of them, some of it was poetry. Some of it was just a, a short journal entry about what we did as a family. And there's just, there's so much value in that for not only me, but you know, I've released some of those journals out into the world. And I feel like there's, they're valuable for other people to see a parent struggling through this, you know, the season of not enough time and feeling not enough. And I, I don't know, it's just, it's, it's such a valuable thing. Well, and, and I feel like you hear the story over and over when, you know, you see an interview from somebody who is well established in their field you know, maybe they're a really successful filmmaker, director, um, a successful author, successful uh, painter, whatever it is. And when asked about those early years when things were difficult and there were a lot of constraints and they weren't able to, you know, you don't, you don't start out being successful in your field. You don't go into filmmaking and have all of these people that you're able to direct and, and a huge budget and all of the nicest cameras and access to the, to the best actors. And, you know, you like, you don't start that way. Yeah. But it's those, it's those early years. It's that time when things are, are really difficult when you're in a season that you'd rather not be in. Um, they, it seems like in those interviews, they always point back to that and, and talk about how valuable that was mm -hmm. to their, current success, how vital it was, even looking back with fondness, you know, like those were, those were the good times. <laughs> like, yeah, it's cool that I get to make blockbusters now, but those, those yeah. times when, when we were on a shoestring budget and we weren't sure if we were going to be able to buy groceries that week, like that was the, that was the good stuff. Yep. And I, I don't know, I've, I feel like we might look back on our, on our situation that way also i mean even even in our own situation right now where where you're writing and i've got my business and we're doing okay but things are a little bit tight you know this is this is kind of like an uncertain time what's going to happen yeah yeah i don't know and it's it's kind of exciting and fun and you know we're because we're going through this together as a family it, it kind of has this way of bringing us closer and and giving us this camaraderie that we wouldn't have if we weren't going through that struggle. Right. Camaraderie, eh? What? <laughs> Are we um, Canadian now? <laughs> that was a Canadian joke. Aaron, cut that out. <laughs> so anyways, I feel like this was a good discussion on Pursuing your passion in seasons. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it can it can really be a tough thing to do, especially if you're in a season where now is just not the right time to do it. But but I just again encourage you if you're in that season, look for ways that you can really get the most out of the season that you're in. Whether whether you're pursuing your passion actively or not, look for ways that you can get the most out of the season that you're in because the attitude and the mindset that you approach your your passion or lack of being able to pursue your passion with right now is going to set you up for future success with your passion. Mm-hmm. All right. Rachel, where can people go to find us online? In the boat with Ben.com. That's right. In the boat with Ben.com is where we post our weekly podcast. Not only can you listen there one benefit. Number one, you can actually listen to the podcast. Benefit number two, our, uh, our very own Kyle Adams, who is a co-host on one of the other shows on the network behind the brand. Kyle Adams is now designing all of the featured images for the shows and they are beautiful. So that's, that's bonus number two. You get to see his beautiful work. Bonus number three, each of these episodes has show notes, really just, just complete show notes, not not just these are the bullet points and here are some links to some things, but it's actually a written, a rewritten transcript of what we talk about. Oh, this is going to be a fun one for them to do too because it was conversational. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> True. Also, while you're there, you can sign up for our newsletter and we'll send you a free gift as soon as it's available. If you want to find Rachel, she is at racheltolson.com. You can follow her on Twitter at Rachel Tolson, and you can follow me on Twitter at Ben Tolson. Thank you guys for sticking with us for this episode. I know it was more conversational and stuff, but these are good. I think we'll have them every once in a while. episode, there was a little bit of a side conversation going on about music. Yeah. And one of the things that I'm, I I think I'm just going to dedicate the after show to this. Okay. One of the things that I love about the community, and this is, this is part of keeping the embers burning for me. Right. So, so one of the ways, one of the ways I keep the embers burning for my, my passion for music is I still have a job at a church where I play music every week, mm-hmm. you know, so there's that. With who? With you. That's right. Yeah. And you play bass and sing. I don't know if people know that. You play bass and sing. Yes, I do. I, every, every once in a while, at least three or four times a week, I sit down with either the piano in our house or with my guitar mm-hmm. and I just doodle. And sometimes I come up with stuff. If I get a lyric in my head, or if I, if I start, if, if I 
hear the beginnings of a song, I'll immediately go hash it out, write it down, try to capture it somewhere. So these are things that I do. But another thing that's fantastic is that in the Sean West community, there are people who are musicians. Yeah. And I'm not just talking about like, oh, you, you know how, you know, Rachel, you know how when you mention that you are a writer? Yeah. Sometimes people will go, oh, yeah, I've, I've wrote a novel, a, a novel, mm-hmm. or I wrote it, you know, like, and, and then all of a sudden everybody's a writer. Yeah, this just happened okay. at our church this last week. Like a guy, I was telling him I was writing a memoir and he was like, I really need to get my memoir out. I'm like, oh my gosh, guys, and, come on. And I'm, and that's, you know, not to say anything bad about people who want to, but like when, when I say, when I say that you're a writer, what I know is that you're a serious writer. Like you're going to write 2 million words this year. Yeah, that, that same guy was like, now you have to ask yourself. Who's going to read all those thousands of words you write? No, millions. <laughs> millions. Like, I'm going to write you into a character. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> but it, but it's not like, the, anyways, the, Sorry. the comparison I, I was, no, 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 it's okay. The comparison I was making is when like people, people don't pop in and they say, oh yeah, I'm, I like, I write music too. Like these are serious people. Yeah. Really talented. I mean. Corey Miller is writing amazing music. He's got a project that he's been working on for years. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just messing with you, Corey. Oh, really, really fantastic though. I mean, there, there are several in the community. Daniel, uh, I'm sorry, Daniela Ann. Mm-hmm. Sorry, sorry, Daniela. Daniela Ann is one of our community members um, who is very serious about music. Is writing about it on her blog regularly. Is sharing it regularly and so it's just so cool to come into this place and you know we talk about a lot of different creative pursuits but every once in a while a little conversation about music erupts and that's fun yeah it keeps it keeps my embers burning (laughs) so you know what else keeps my embers burning what's that performing a song for the community live on the air hmm do you think we should do that? I don't know. Depends on which song. Which song? Which song do you want to do? 